0: Chapter Twelve of Little Pilgrimages Among the Women Who Have Written Famous Books. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Little Pilgrimages Among the Women Who Have Written Famous Books by Edward Francis Harkins. Chapter Twelve Kate Douglas Wigan, Mrs. Riggs as a postscript to a very amusing letter which kate douglas wiggin had written to an inquisitive biographer and which she had addressed to my dear boswell and playfully ended with believe me my dear bosie sincerely your johnson k d w her sister added the following my sister was certainly a capable little person at a tender age concocting delectable milk toast browning toothsome buckwheats and generally making a very good parent's assistant i have also visions of her toiling at patchwork and oversewing sheets like a nice old-fashioned little girl in a story-book and in connection with the linsey-woolsey frock and the sled before mentioned i see a blue and white hood with a mass of shining fair hair escaping below it and a pair of very pink cheeks further to illustrate her personality I think no one much in her company at any age could have failed to note an exceedingly lively tongue and a general air of executive ability if i am to be truthful i must say that i recall few indications of a budding authorship save an engrossing diary kept for six months only and a devotion to reading her literary passions were the arabian nights scottish chiefs don quixote thaddeus of warsaw irving's mahomet thackeray's snobs undine and the martyrs of spain these volumes joined to an old-green shakespeare and a plum-pudding edition of dickens were the chief of her diet but stay while i am talking of literary tendencies i do remember a certain prize essay entitled pictures in the clouds not so-called because it took the prize alas but because it competed for it there is also a myth in the household doubtless invented by my mother that my sister learned her letters from the signs in the street and taught herself to read when scarcely out of long clothes this may be cited as a bit of corroborative detail though personally i never believed in it johnson's sister n a s the lively tongue and general air of executive ability which were hers as a child are what have won her success in later years wisdom and wit practical knowledge and capacity have here blended with curious balance perhaps the varied experiences of her career have been of exceptional influence and have stimulated a keener insight into things human and a more delicate and humorous appreciation of certain phases of life than others possess her ancestors indeed bestowed good gifts for they were men of prominence in the church in politics and at the new england bar combining a certain shrewd humor with stern puritan wholesomeness many traditions of which have been handed down in the family her environment has also been diversified born in philadelphia she was educated in new england next transplanted to california and then brought back to the atlantic coast where she has only spasmodically remained the excellent and wholesome saint nicholas had the honor of receiving kate douglas smith's first article written at the age of eighteen and for it donated the sum of one hundred and fifty dollars at the time it was composed she was studying methods of the kindergarten under the celebrated emma marshall in california and the story half a dozen housekeepers was relative to this interesting work to california she had moved after the death of her stepfather and here she was teaching in the santa barbara college when called upon to organize the first free kindergarten west of the rocky mountains the silver street kindergarten in san francisco was the outcome of her individual efforts and those of her sister it was not only a great object lesson but was the progenitor of fifty-six other similar schools and the inspiration for similar efforts in japan australia new zealand british columbia and the hawaiian islands the first year of its existence fifteen hundred people visited this novelty in primary education and it did effective and telling work for with the poorest of the city mrs wiggins energy was principally devoted and the school was and is at the present time located in the slums of san francisco upon the wall of one of the rooms which is a favorite with the children is a lifelike portrait of the founder underneath which are the following words kate douglas wiggin in this room was born the first free kindergarten west of the rocky mountains let me have the happiness of looking down upon many successive groups of children sitting in these same seats shortly after the school had been placed upon a stable basis its originator was united in marriage to mr samuel bradley wiggin a talented young lawyer she now gave up teaching but continued to give weekly lectures to the training class and to visit the many kindergartens which had resulted from the spirit and individuality which she had infused into this movement she thus unconsciously obtained a thorough knowledge of human nature and as a result of her observations the story of patsy was written and printed in san francisco it was to raise money for her work and three thousand copies were quickly disposed of without the publisher's aid this was soon followed by the bird's christmas carol a book equally popular and written with the same end in view a few years later in eighteen eighty eight mister and mrs wiggin moved to new york where the friends of this brilliant authoress who at that time was totally unknown to the east urged upon her to offer the two books to an eastern publisher acting upon their advice she submitted patsy and the carol to houghton mifflin and Company. although it is not customary to reprint work that has already appeared elsewhere and in book form their success under the stamp of this great new england house was exceptional the children of the bird's christmas carol have endeared kate douglas wiggin to thousands in america and this is her most popular work in great britain it has been translated into japanese french german and swedish and has also been put into raised type for the blind the next publication the story of timothy's quest had an interesting beginning for it originated from the unsuspecting remark of a little child who in speaking of a certain house quite wittily remarked i think they need some babies there this mrs wiggins remembered and jotted down in her notebook needing babies soon afterwards the story of little timothy appeared it is a favourite in denmark has found its way into a swedish edition and has also been published in the tauchnitz series polly oliver's problem was next written and has been highly praised by rudyard kipling who considers polly oliver the most delightful heroine in english fiction it has likewise been translated into several foreign languages and is one of a collection of her books with unique illustrations corresponding to the life of the country in which they have been published mr wigan died soon after leaving san francisco and his wife who was separated from her interesting employment in california threw herself with great energy into the kindergarten movement in the city which at the time was absorbing much popular attention and was the subject of considerable agitation in the newspapers in order to further the interests of her work she was eventually enticed to read from her own books and at this was most successful her interpretation of her own characters is full of taste and feeling and her reading has always been for purposes of a purely philanthropic nature and especially for her own pet cause the introduction of kindergartens an object for which she still works with untiring zeal and continued interest apropos of her affection for literature she has characteristically remarked that she would rather write a story for the mere love of the creative work than for the most exorbitant pay when a very young child she was brought up at the quiet and secluded little hamlet of hollis Maine and since her return to the east has completed most of her literary work at a rambling old-fashioned house called quilcote for those summers which have not been passed in foreign travel have been spent in the seclusion of this quaint family mansion the house itself is similar to many new england homesteads for it is of colonial architecture with broad eaves and is surrounded by graceful elms its situation is upon a slight eminence from which one can well view the fertile valleys that stretch in front and in the distance the undulating foothills of Mount Washington. A glance into her sanctum upon the second floor shows that here is a literary workman who dearly loves order for every detail shows neatness and exactitude. Interesting gifts and souvenirs are scattered about together with many tributes from admirers in various and far-distant lands the windows overlook a broad plot of grass studded with graceful trees where from may till after nesting time robins orioles bluebirds and many other songsters hold high and joyous carnival but a short distance away at the foot of a precipitous bank the Saco river flows quietly toward the sea an ideal spot in fact for delicate creations of the imagination the pleasant river in timothy's quest is this winding stream and many of the scenes and descriptions in the village watch-tower were taken from this quiet neighborhood since her marriage to mr george christopher riggs in eighteen ninety five mrs riggs has spent much time abroad and has become closely associated with the british isles for although no anglomaniac she is very fond of the english people and has many warm friends across the atlantic penelope's english experiences was an excellent portrayal of her own impressions among them and from life in edinburgh springtimes in the highlands and summer in the fertile lowlands grew penelope's progress a book widely read and as much appreciated and laughed over as heartily in the land of the heather as it has been in america during this time ireland has only now and again received a flying visit and at rare intervals but as the public began to clamor for an irish penelope to complete the series in the summer of nineteen hundred mrs wiggins made a long journey to the isle of erin and as a result we had the extraordinary and humorous penelope's irish experiences it is said that when an english author heard of the proposed visit he expressed hearty approval upon patriotic grounds with the witty remark that if the projected book remained unwritten Ireland would for once have a real grievance, and questions would be asked in the house which Mr. Balfour would find it difficult to answer. End of chapter 12